listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen still. That's cool. I'm so glad you're consistent. I am never going to be Lauren again. (laughs) And you're also not Jen, so you're just... I mean, then what is that? I don't mean to get all esoteric, but I don't know what that is. Somebody write in and tell us what not Jen means, and then I'll be that next week. (laughs) Perfect. And guys, it does take a village. So like Lauren said, write in and tell her who she is, because she's not Jen, and well, I guess I just said she's Lauren, so now I deemed her that. Yeah, Um, that's like... I'm trying to figure out my pronouns still. <laughs> you identify as not Jen or yes. Lauren. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and again, we bring you this show weekly with our stories, tips, expert guests, and identity crises to help you navigate the complicated world of dating. So help us in the podcast world by doing your part and rating our show. Leave us comments about what you think and who the hell you think this other girl is that's here with me. Yeah, and while that other girl is speaking, you can find us at It's Complicated Podcast on iTunes. That is where you can rate and comment and tell a friend and maybe give me some advice (laughs) about my crisis. Uh, This uh, is very helpful for us if you guys rate and comment and tell friends and share because it shows we have a loyal, growing audience. Um, We can give you free things if that happens, Um, and we have one coming up soon. Um, So heads up for that, guys. And... It helps keep everything running here. Your support helps keep the village running. And we need that village to support each other and to help each other date, which is what we're going to get into right now. Oh, yeah. We've got Mel Stevens, the host of your BFF podcast, in to discuss how dating and relationships take a village, why we couldn't do it without our BFFs, and tips for being the best friend anyone could ever have. It's that song playing in my head, you guys. And speaking of songs, Music City, Nashville native Mel Stevens is a social media guru blogger and host of your BFF podcast. She got her start in the podcasting world while fighting zombies on Two Dead Chicks, a Walking Dead podcast, which is so funny because the... Walking Dead, wasn't there a, a Walking Dead sh- after show, which started after Buzz TV, which is where Jen and I got our start? I think so. I mean, it all comes full circle. What about that, guys? I mean, <laughs> what about that? What, how about them apples? Uh, Mel, besides being uh, an amazing podcast host, loves glitter gel pens, which are fucking awesome if you have not tried. My 10-year-old, almost 10-year-old stepdaughter has them, and they glide on the paper so smoothly and they are sparkly like a diamond. I and really like signing checks with pink pens. I mean, I or think, like purple, yeah, blue. Something that doesn't seem like businessy. Right, exactly. Like here you go, here's my money with some glitter on it. Sparkle, <laughs> give me diamonds. Um she loves glitter gel pens, drinks more coffee than a Gilmore girl, and when she says she's almost there, she's really just leaving the house. Mhm. And guys, if you want more of her, her podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and most other podcast providers. And you can get even more of more of her uh, by visiting her blog, musiccitymel.com, where she writes about chronic health conditions, mental health, and building self-image because she is your BFF. She's going to help you. 
and maybe she can help my self-identity crisis. <laughs> it's not a crisis. I'm fine with it. Oh, well then, yeah, it's not a crisis. So it's more it's just like, how do we label you? Well, or you do we what? not at all? I don't think we need a fucking label. I don't know. I feel like- so, I feel like you're my BFF and you should just support what I want right now. <laughs> but that, then I, I am labeled by BFF. Why do I get a label and you get I mean, no I'm label? I mean, I'm saying you, that's fine. You, you, I don't, you don't have a problem with labels, I don't think. You're right, I don't. I'm Jen and I'm your BFF. What <laughs> right. else do I need to know about myself? Well, you guys, <laughs> she is the best friend you never knew you needed, but always wanted. Welcome to the show, Mel. Hey, ladies. Hi. I wish we had a clap track, so I'm just going <laughs> to... We're staring my dog. Yeah. <laughs> We, How are you guys doing? We are great and so happy to have you on the show. We love your podcast. It's so cute and fun. And we feel like it's very similar feel to ours. Like we always say it takes a village to date. And like we could not date single, divorced, in a relationship, breaking up, semi-dating. You can't do it without your friends. You just can't. Nope. Mm-mm. You're absolutely correct. You are correct. I mean, I feel like, you know, there's, there's the song. I get by a little help from my friends that exist for a reason. Oh my <laughs> God, it sure does. Also, thank you for that musical. <laughs> in Nashville, so it makes perfect sense that you would put a little twang to that and go for it. Yeah. Friends, that's right. Thanks. I got friends in low places. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I've got them all day, all day long, ladies. <laughs> songs out there and like we said for a reason so many love songs so many friend songs and now they have merged into our lovely podcast exactly so let's just kick things off you are married tell us all about that you how did you meet your husband and what's being married like so uh we met online um we have been married almost seven years um so actually it'd be seven years in november but uh yeah so Honestly, I can't, you know, I can't complain. Married life is good. Now, granted, uh, this is my second marriage. First marriage was not so great. Definitely needed friends during that time. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I think when you find the right person, you, it's just not to say that it's, it's not work. Every relationship obviously requires work. But with that being said, it's a lot easier when you find the right person that, just, you know, just gets you and supports you and that you do the same in return with. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's all it's about. And, and your spouse should be somebody that's also a friend. Um, I witnessed, I I don't know about the whole, you know, married to my best friend thing, because I have best friends that are not my husband. Uh, (laughs) Different. Us too, because we're not married to each other and stuff. So. Yes. No, it is. It is different. I think you have to have, um, I like that. I like having you know, separate best friends, you know, you know, um, not to say that he's not a, a best friend of mine. Like I'm obviously I can tell him pretty much anything in the world, but there's a difference in having your, your best female friends and your husband. Those are very different people. <laughs> when I think when people say like, I'm marrying my best friend, they say that in their vows or they say whatever, fine. But I do think that it's very necessary to point out the difference. Like Yes. There, I can tell my fiance anything. I can laugh with my fiance. I can do all the things that I would do with Jen, but there is no fucking way it is the same thing as Jen. It's just not. 
cool. Thanks. No. And you can do different things with Jen. Like, I mean, there's a, you're, you're probably not going to bond with your, your fiance in the exact same way. No way. I think there's something magical about the female bonds and the friendships that we have. Yeah. And it's just like, even just relating. I mean, I think that there's a lot of similarities when it comes to genders and I don't mean to like generalize, but I think that women kind of get for most of the time, I have male friends that I totally get and bond with too, but I'm just saying on a very general level, like females get each other, males get each other. We communicate in similar ways. Our brains usually work in similar ways. There's that too. It's like, unless you're in a, um, homosexual relationship. I don't know that like if we're all in heterosexual relationships. So I think that it is different for our best friends who happen to be the same gender. We just biologically almost like connect, I think too. Yes, absolutely. Even like down to the dumb stuff like that. We're like, Oh, what color should I dye my hair? Like sometimes a dude doesn't want to hear that or talk about it or spend a lot of time walking around forever 21. Like, you know, there's just those things that like the different genders are more interested in or like even person to person, like, but that's why you pick the friend that is into the same stuff as you. Cause then you can do those activities together. So I feel like you, you find somebody to marry. That's also like, I don't know. Not you can that. do this, those same yes. things with that person you find a mar- that you're going to marry or be with whatever that looks like your forever relationship. But it's just, I think it looks different than a same gender friendship or like a best friend, even if you're different genders or whatever. But I just think it's obviously different because there's boundaries and things. But absolutely. So you were married twice. Which, which marriage was the, I threw the bouquet and my boobs popped out of my wedding. <laughs> that was my first one. <laughs> Fine, yeah. Right there. Yeah, that was, like, that was just yeah, bad news bears, bad news bears from the get go. Like, oh my God, how embarrassing. And then the photographers there that just naturally catches the, the moment for me to never, ever, ever forget it. Oh my God, you guys. Okay, but wait, so we just talked about like being friends with your significant other and all of that, but like just real quick, because sometimes it helps to know what not to do. What do you think was the issue? Like the first time around you guys think, were you too good of friends? Were you not good enough friends? Were you, what, what, Uh, were you too young? Definitely number one being too young. Um, and I, not to say that it can't work out because it, you know what, one of my best friends in the world has been married to her high school sweetheart for now 12 years and going strong. They're fantastic. But I do think that our twenties are a very pivotal time and we either can grow with somebody and that can be our friends, our, our, uh, significant others, um, or we grow in completely different directions. And in our case, we definitely grew in different directions. Um, um, you know, it, I think, um, yeah, I think it was a, a lot more of that. And we had very different goals and motivations in our lives. And unfortunately, I mean, sometimes those are just not things that you can compromise on and you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't. Um, so, I mean, and I, you know, and I have no regrets. I'm, I'm somebody that everything that happens, good, bad, I really don't regret it because it has brought me to the point that I'm at now. And, um, having a relationship, you know, it, it wasn't the healthiest relationship. I will say that. Um, and, 
um, I feel like when you're in a situation that's like that, that's so unhealthy and it's, it is kind of a toxic situation and I'm not putting that blame on him. I'm saying like we were toxic for each other. I think it helps you to be able to recognize when you do find that person that you can have that really good relationship with and you can identify it and say, oh, wow. So this is what it's supposed to be like. What, how did your friend, and I told, we totally agree with that. How did your friends help you through that? Like, were they the honest, like, it's hard to see when you're in a relationship, right? Like the toxicity or the patterns that you keep falling into. And so your friends are kind of there to, I guess, reveal that information when they feel like it's right. I mean, were there ever friends that were like, eventually came out and said like, yeah, he was never right for you. Or we kind of saw this coming or, and if not, how did you get help from your friends? Cause that must've been hard. They definitely did do that. Um, but here's the thing, um, because it was a really unhealthy situation, I really alienated myself and that was not good for obvious reasons, because I, I kind of put myself off on this Island and I was dealing with this, you know, by myself. And that was a very scary thing. And I felt, and I felt like I had to go through it alone, uh, which was not true. That's completely not true. Um, but in hindsight, go like looking back, you know, for example, my best friend, Nicole, um, she's the one that's actually been married to her high school sweetheart for 12 years. She, you know, we lost touch for a little while because of this exact situation. And, and, you know, it, it was all me. It was all me. I really, you know, I withdrew, I pulled away because. I don't, maybe I didn't want to face, I didn't want to face the truth, um, and, and realize that I had, I had done something that I probably shouldn't have done. Uh, maybe I wasn't ready and all, I mean, all these things that I had to face, uh, and then trying to figure out how to get out of it. Um, but you know, she said when we reconnected, she's like, you know, I, I knew this wasn't, this wasn't the right thing for you, but I didn't know how to, how to say it. And, um, it wasn't until hindsight that people kind of came around and said, you know, I, I kind of felt like this wasn't the right thing. So it's one, it's, it's a twofold thing. I do think that if you're that friend and you are seeing your friend going through something and, and maybe they are with someone that maybe brings out the worst in them, or you can, you feel that they are unhappy. You see that they've changed the way they behave the things that they do and they seem unhappy, I think it's definitely something that you should approach and have a very honest conversation about it. But at the same time, they have to be open to hearing it. And unfortunately, a lot of times people have to, they have to experience their life in their own way and they have to be ready to receive a message and they may not be ready to receive the message that you're giving them. And all you can do is be there and be ready and waiting for them when they are ready. Absolutely. And so do you think though that going through all of this is how you became so insightful? Because like you're pretty, pretty damn wise for your young years of 35. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Well, you released this list of 35 things you've learned and it's like, whoa, these things are pretty spot on. So, you know, do you think that came that came from your divorce or do you think you've always been this way? Oh no, I definitely think it's life experience. Um, that, that has, that was definitely something that I learned a lot from, but just in general, life is out here just kicking everybody's ass and <laughs> we're all just, we're all just students. And that's pretty much where I get all these, these 
you know, pearls of wisdom. This is because I've fallen flat on my face so many times, you guys. And I'm just out here trying to help anybody else, any other, any other women, any other men that are listening to the show to, to help, help them avoid that if they can. If there's anything that I can do, any wisdom that I can ever bestow from my experience and my hardships that, that will help somebody, that's all I really want to do. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what we're all trying to do. We have... Yeah talking about dating and relationships and while it's funny and fun and we you know like to have on we like to laugh with our guests and we make fun of each other and all of that we are still like it's therapy right like we're yes. hoping that we are also very candid about our lives and we know you are too and it's like that helps for someone else to hear like oh I did that same exact thing happened to me or oh interesting there Jen just went through a breakup like that what I should maybe do the same thing or feels like yesterday guys. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, we're all trying to, you know, spread the love and be supportive. And I always have felt like for me personally, I think when I give advice and as a friend, I come from like, Oh, I, I've been there too, or that's happened to me too, because it makes me personally feel safe when someone can relate that I don't feel like I'm alone or I'm the only one or I'm weird. And so um, I think it's like kind of like a love language, right? Like with your friends, you feel like, what, how do I, how do I help? How do I give advice? What's my love language to my friend? And like, keep that in mind when you're communicating too, because we're all trying to help each other. And I think, you know, you be as supportive as you possibly can. Well, absolutely. You blog about health in a variety of capacities. Turns out friendships actually help your health. They save your relationships and create a healthy um, internal environment for you. Yes. Well, yeah, because relieving stress is like, stress is like a lot, a cause of a lot of like illnesses. And I swear I gave myself heart palpitations because I was so stressed out. <laughs> and my doctor then yes. said, you can actually give yourself a heart condition. Like you can actually make that happen. So you I absolutely can. I think I'm well on my way, but with a little help from my friends and some alcohol, I <laughs> think that that helps a little, but yes, there are, there are things that you can like studies that show that the less stress you are, the less sick you are. And friends are people you can turn to, to get rid of like things like depression and anxiety. And if it helps for you to talk things out, then do it. Find that friend. And also we all have friends that serve specific purposes, I think, right? And they're like, I'm going to call that one friend that I know is really good at this sort of like corner of advice. And if I need Jen to help me with this technology thing <laughs> or like making a graph, I'm going to call or a friend, I'm going to call Jen because she's good at that and she's going to help me. Yes, yes. So guys, if you have any IT issues, you know who to call. But like, <laughs> but like you want that honest friend, right? Don't you think that's important to have like one real honest friend that you know was just going to like tell you? It is. It's extremely important. I think it's, it's important for everyone, but I think for anyone that struggles with any kind of health condition, whether, you know, whether you struggle with um, endometriosis or fibromyalgia or depression or any of these things, um, I think it's especially important to have friends that hold you accountable um, because I, I, perfect example, I have a, one of my best friends, Kia. She is, she is that person that she can check in with me and she knows, she knows when I am not taking care of myself the way that I should, or, you know, and I struggle with depression and she knows when I am 
really struggling with that because my method of dealing with it is often avoidance. And so she can tell when I've kind of pulled back a little bit and she knows, and she will always be there to check in with me and be like, Hey, I know, I know things aren't right. You know, I, we need to, what do we get? What do we got to do? And she's always there to help me. And I know it's not about, it's not a judgment thing. It's not like she's judging me for, for dealing with it. It's because she loves me and she wants me to, to feel better and to, to be at my best. And so having those friends that aren't afraid to call you on your shit is it's, I mean, honestly, like there's, you can't place a value on that. How did you get to a point where you found that Kia wasn't being judgmental? Because I could see how that might come off defensive if you're not in a good place, right? And you're like down or whatever you're going through. And then someone comes at you and calls you on your shit. And yeah, like how do you, how do you get to the point where you can accept that and recognize that it's It's coming from a good place? Yeah. Well, I mean, and she, I mean, she really kind of said it that way uh, and it was, you know, you know, she flat out told me, she's like, you know, I, I, I care about you. And, and she's one of these people that, I don't know, she's just great. Like you, she, she makes you feel so good and she's always there to point out your strengths and, and tell you how she sees you growing and flourishing and, and everything. And so when she comes to me, like, I know that it's from a place of love, um, and not from judgment. Cause that's just, that's just not her. Um, and I think, I think you have to know that person pretty well, but, um, I, I think that's, that's part of it. Finding that person that you, that you just know, you know what I mean? You just, yeah, like know. You, well, I think it's like a, like a romantic relationship, right? And these yes. are commonalities between a romantic relationship and a friendship. And although there are differences between the two, one of the same is trusting that person. So it is, Kia comes to you and tells you how she's really feeling. And she could say the same thing. You trust her. You trust that she cares about you and that she's coming from a place of love. And that is established through your history and time together. But if so-and-so from wherever else work or wherever else, you know, people from the bar says the same thing to you. You could, that could produce some being defensive or feeling odd about maybe the way it's delivered because this person doesn't know how to speak like your friendship, love language or whatever. So people are projecting and they're assholes and we don't have to take their advice. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Know the difference because sometimes not all of your friends are going to give good advice or, or, are coming from a place of love, unfortunately. Um, Not that they don't love you, but they could just be coming from, like Jen said, a projection or whatever. And also recognizing, I think, having a friend that calls you on your shit is important, but also like you were saying, Mel, when you're going through your divorce, like some of your friends came to you afterwards and said, yeah, we knew this was maybe not gonna, we saw some red flags or however they said it. There was also standing back in a loving way as a friend and, and knowing this person maybe needs to discover this yes for themselves, or I'm going to trust that she knows what she's doing. Even though I think I know what the outcome is, I'm going to let her get to the end and I'll be there for, you know, not stepping in is something right. okay too. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think it's important to remember um, as a as a friend or, or you know, any person in any, in any type of relationship, we want to give, right? We want to give of ourselves. We want to give advice. We want to share our wisdom. We want to share whatever with them. Um, we have to understand that sometimes people don't want it and we have to be able to step back and say, okay. Totally. 
I feel like I am a friend vampire. Like if you ask me to come in, you're, that's when I'm allowed to open up. But if you don't invite me in, then I can't tell you my opinion. So exactly. <laughs> I speak when spoken to for the most part about other people's issues. Um, because then at least, you know, well, sometimes people ask you for advice and you're like telling them and you're wasting your time because they're not actually going to take your advice. But right. I do feel like if somebody asks, that's when you are given the ability to open up and be honest. I, we have a friend who wrote me the other day and said, Hey, you're really direct and honest. Tell me what you think about my hair color. <laughs> and so then I was like, well, now I get to answer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and I think there's different types of things too. Like, obviously you're not going to just come out and be like, ew, that hair color does not look good. No, that's That's mean. something that you would wait for someone to invite your opinion on. But I Absolutely. think- I think we all communicate differently. And I think that friendships are very much about communication because there's no like romantic side to it, right? Like you have sex with your partner. Like there's other ways that you can show the way you love each other or care about each other. But with friends, it's like really dependent on communication. So as long as you, however you deliver your message, whether it's I'm going to wait till you tell me, Someone could be like, well, Jen, you don't care because you never came to me and said this thing. But as long as you know that that's how Jen communicates and as long as Jen says, this is how I communicate, I think that's all part of it, right? Like if I come to right. you and say, I'm going to give you advice right now, even though you didn't ask, it's because I care. I mean, if it's all coming from that place of love. Right. Absolutely. What, okay. So we're all in our thirties. We're like very young and in our thirties. Yeah. That's exactly um, right. So I feel as though we're at the point where we have the friends we have because we've chosen them and they're like kind of in it to win it. They're not like our going out friends anymore that are just like those people that are like, you don't need to go that deep with because they're just fun. Right. How do you think people can make friends as an adult though? Like we're not in college anymore you know, meeting people in class. How do you think they can go about this? You know what? It's actually, it's funny you ask that because I... I actually just talked about this recently um, on on the show because, you know, I think we want to, we overcomplicate this. Making friends as an adult is honestly no different than making friends as a kid. The only thing that's changed is that we are more afraid of judgment and we are more afraid of somebody being like, oh, is that weird? Is that weird that that, like that, that, um, like that's weird that that person just approached me for no reason. Honestly, it's just as simple as saying hello uh, to say, you know, for example, um, I went on a trip to Texas with one of my really good friends and y'all, we came back with so many new friends that it was, it's, it's unreal. Uh, and we, it was just because we approached people and we're like, Hey, you know, whatever it is, whatever the conversation uh, opener is, you know, Hey girl, I really like those shoes you're wearing. And then you start talking or it's, you know, who, what band are you here to see, you know, at a concert or whatever. Um, it's so easy just finding people with common interests. You know, as long as you are getting out uh, into into society, doing stuff, uh, whether you're going to conventions or concerts or if you're going to church or whatever it is, there's always people or in line at the coffee shop. Um, you know, uh, I also had, I, I owned a business for a while and uh, right down the street was this uh, adorable, adorable little pie shop. And I met the owner, her name is Suzanne. And she was just such a cool person. And we both just were like, 
hey, uh, so is it weird? Like, can we hang out? Can we just, can we hang out sometime? And now she's one of my, one of my closest friends. Um, so it's all about just putting yourself out there, not being afraid. I mean, honestly, we're all doing the same thing. We're all looking for connection. There's, there's nothing to be afraid of. And I know that sounds like that's way easier said than done, right? To just like, okay, put it out of your mind. But truthfully, we all are out here looking for friends. There's a reason that there's people looking for friends on Bumble BFF and uh, Hey Vina, because we're all looking for, for connection and looking for friends. So don't be afraid. If you see somebody that you think is cool or whatever, reach out and say hello. Yeah. I think that is a really good advice. Like, and it's the sim it's simple. Like that is all what we're, we're all looking to like yes. a friend or be nice or say hi, or like make a connection in some way, shape or form and not to overcomplicate it. Like you don't need to like wonder if that person has ulterior motives or whatever. Like no. have a nice conversation with a stranger and become their friend. It happens all the time. That's how we do it. But yeah, you're right. It's like the fear of rejection judgment as you get older, when you get in your head and you're like, but what if they, it's like, you don't think about that when you're fucking five. What do they think think if I'm coming on too strong or like maybe they have enough friends? Like, no, being nice doesn't hurt anybody. And also like, let the other person decide that if they (laughs) want to decide that it's like, you can't, you could go down a rabbit hole that never ends. If you're like, what if they, it's like, just, if they don't like you, you'll know. So if they don't like you, you'll know. And then that's their thing, not yours. And that's the other thing. If someone does quote unquote, reject you or isn't as open to meeting you or whatever it is. And it doesn't turn into anything. You can't blame yourself. It's like, no, that says nothing about you. It's literally nothing about you. Unless you're like a murderer or something. And then, well, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) So, so hide, hide you crazy in that respect. Don't be hot. Don't be showing your murderous ways, ladies. Exactly. Exactly. You should Ted bunch people. Just kidding. That's not advice we're really giving. (laughs) Since you are everyone's favorite BFF, we are going to ask you a few questions about advice that you would give to certain kinds of people. Okay. Okay. So let's, we're talking about relationships here. What would you say to a friend who cannot get out of a bad toxic relationship? Well, um, who cannot get out of a talk? Well, there, here's the thing you, you can get out of it, but it's a being about when you're ready. So what I would do is help them make a plan for when they are ready. And, and maybe they're not ready right now. Um, maybe it's about financial security. There's, there's a lot that goes into that. So I feel like when you're faced with a really large problem, the best way to handle that is by breaking it down into small actionable steps that you can take to get to where you need to go. So when you do that, that makes that big bad thing seem a lot easier to manage. So that's what I would do. Oh, I love that. Yep. Okay. What would you say to the friend that has low self-esteem and thinks that she like can't find love and everyone else can? Oh gosh. Oh, I hate, I, I, I like my heart just goes out to, to people that are struggling with that. So first of all, I would highlight all of the things that are great about that person. Um, and honestly, it's not, you know, it's about timing. It's not always, a, it's not even about you or, or whatever. It's about timing. And I do believe that we come across people for a reason and, and we don't come across people for a reason as well. Um, there's this quote from a movie, Perks of Being a Wildflower. I think it's a book also, but it's, um, we accept the love we think we deserve 
And I think that that is probably one of the most accurate things I have ever heard. And so when we don't love ourselves, we cannot accept love from other people. So I would be more focused on helping her love herself and finding what makes her great and what makes her happy, what brings her joy and helping her to find her purpose in life. Yeah, that is so true. And then speaking of that, like when you're, you know, social media and everything is like, just you're seeing everyone else's life and you're constantly comparing. So what would you say to the friend who like, we all do it, but maybe that it's worse. This person like really compares themselves to everyone else's path. What would be your advice to someone who is like chronically doing that? I do have a friend that does that. And I have to tell her, you got to turn it off. And you have to remember that everybody is posting everything that you're seeing on social media. This is pretty much everyone's highlight reel. Nobody's out here sharing, hey, I lost my job today. Or, you know, I'm feeling really depressed today. I mean, most people aren't sharing the bad stuff that's going on in their lives. So what you're seeing is the highlight reel. Um, And if, and from the outside, from the outside perspective, uh, something I've noticed is that um, when I kind of came out as more public with my struggles with depression, I had friends that said, you know, I would have never known because on the outside, I see you as this, this bubbly and happy and, and very together person. Like, like I wouldn't have thought that you were struggling. I thought, you know, you had, you know, the, the best life ever. And so we have to remember that we're all out here. Just, we're all out here living life. We're all struggling in the same ways. Um, but most people just aren't as public about the bad stuff they go through. Yeah. I think that like we said, we're all trying to help each other. Like with us just being so honest on our podcast, like about what we're going through or how we feel, yes. or the Botox we got or whatever the fuck we <laughs> want to talk about. It's Woo, like, team Botox ladies. Yep. It's like, get a little talks and just deal with it. It's like, <laughs> we all just want to feel like we have someone to relate to. And I think that's the main thing about friendship, like trust, communication, and being able to relate to somebody, even if they're totally different from you. And that's where connections are made and why friendships are so important for like your mental health and your physical health. And you need that outlet when you're in a relationship or trying to get into a relationship or trying to get out of a relationship. It goes hand in hand. Do not get it twisted, people. Friends are just as important as your romantic partners. It's true. I mean, and, and I mean, it's, it's been said so many times, but it's 100% true. Your friends are the family that you get to choose. Very true. Very true. And you don't have to break up with friends. So yeah, that's exactly right. much easier. I mean, sometimes you have to cut them out, but we all know that that's probably better if it gets to that point anyway. Right. So that yes, for sure. For the best. And so please tell everyone how they can get advice from you, our resident BFF and how they can, um, you know, send in their, their questions about life and all things. Yeah, you can just email those to your bffpod at gmail.com. We, uh, I regularly host these segments called How to Live Your Life. We actually just did one live at uh, Pod X in Nashville here at the Music City Center. But uh, we do those about, about once a month or so. And I usually will bring on, bring on a guest. Maybe you guys would be willing to come and join me for one. That would be super fun. I think that would be a kind of a perfect partnership. Oh, my God. That would be the best friendship partner pod ship. Yes. Yeah, we need it. to do this. Yeah. So send those to your BFF pod at gmail.com. And we, we, uh, we do those, like I said, well, about once a month and you can find us at your BFF pod on all social media and you can find me at music city Mel. And yeah, just feel free to reach out. I always love to hear, to hear from folks and just, you know, just see how you doing. 
great. We love it. Thanks so much. You are definitely our new resident BFF. And if you guys want to be our BFFs too, don't forget to tune in next week for our guest, Nikki Novo. She's a medium and intuitive dating coach. And you can join the class of master daters by following us on social media at Complicated Show, where you can rate and comment and tell a friend. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds, aka not Jet. And you can find me, actual Jen, at Jennifer Golden, on all the social needs as well. Don't mess up my spelling of my name, Jennifer with one N. And, and we, she will not be your BFF if you do that. Yeah, don't you ever cross me <laughs> that 2N nonsense. Um, and guys, we will talk to you next week. Love you long time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 